Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Hey, we're back with another episode of Marty, Mike and Russ time. Yeah. yeah. That's a little bit too enthusiastic. Sorry. Considering. I just had some orange juice, so I must have had like a sugar rush or something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it gets the blood sugar raising. Well, you know, rising. I'm very excited about doing this, too, because it's been a super well, long time. Well, it's, yeah, it's been over two months since we recorded yeah, and as Marty. as our listeners can tell, mostly Glenn, who's the only one who listens, uh, yeah. is going to hear that Russ is a little sick. A little bit under the weather, yeah. Well, that's why it's surprising for Mike that we're even doing this. Yeah, so I'm very excited. I actually feel worse since I started talking to you. Uh, I wonder... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, you know how... I don't know. I think sometimes, you know, when you're not feeling good or you're sick, you get the flu or whatever, um, when you're sick, you're like... You're when you're like busy doing stuff, you you're you feel like crap, but you know you're not. It's like you're not really thinking about it. So then yeah. when you stop, you stop and just kind of okay. You stop and think how sick you feel. Then you're like, oh, I really feel like crap. <laughs> well, see now that I got you occupied uh, doing something else, you won't feel bad for at least forty-five minutes to an well, hour. Hopefully, hopefully. And then you can go to bed and get some more rest and get better, so we can do more Marty. Right. Hopefully, what we were hoping to do with this episode, we were hoping to do with Ruth Ann Thompson, uh, who we did the pod, um, well, was it really a podcast or is it ever going to be a podcast? <laughs> when we did the panel with Chris Claremont at Long Beach Comic Expo. Yeah, I don't know if she ever uh, kept up with that. She was going to make it a podcast. She recorded the first, she recorded two panels for her first two episodes, I guess. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. We'll, we'll have to ask her. And, and she was going to come on, and we were going to discuss Days of Future Past, some of the things we didn't get to when we talked to Chris Claremont. Or talked with Chris Claremont. Or listened to Chris Claremont. That was a good <laughs> That was a good panel. He did most of the talking, but that's cool because it was his story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we learned some cool things. Uh, we won't talk about that here because... Uh, we can recap it when we do it with Ruth Ann. Yeah, and then you got sick and got busy. Yeah, busy and sick. It's a bad combination, Mike. I know. So uh, try not to do I, that. We haven't. Uh, we haven't podcasted. Yeah, because normal. I had to cancel like two or three times with you guys because we were going to record, and then I had to cancel last minute. And um, so you know. Anyway, it's my fault. If you know whatever it is, it's Russ's fault. <laughs> Boy, R that podcast sucked. Is- it's Russ's fault. <laughs> it's always Russ's fault. That's why it's called Mike and Russ time, not Russ and Mike time. I might I might just have to at one point make a Madi. Madi. <laughs> just a MT. Maddie. Mike M-M-T. Mike time. It'll yeah. be called MT. Mike MT. <laughs> Mike time, yeah. I can I can do that on the days when I really want to talk about something. Then and, you would uh, just feel empty. Inside, it would. It would. I would just be talking to myself, which I do yeah. all the time anyway. Yeah, but it wouldn't. Wouldn't be the same. It's mic time. Yeah. <laughs> what are we anyway, 
We so, should uh, yeah, we, we should tell everybody what we're talking about. We should uh, get let's. Um, I want an experiment uh, right now and pretend like we have nothing to talk about. Like there's a an awkward silence. Oh, now your cricket is quiet. I, can't <laughs> hear it. I was gonna I, I was gonna make it so we had literal crickets, you know, but I can't hear your cricket now. He got quiet. Now. Hang on. There he goes. I don't know if that will pick up on the recording, but I can hear it pretty well. He's a good cricket. I got him trained well. <laughs> now that you're talking and he starts chirping, chirpity chirp, chirp. So this episode, we would like to discuss the new Hulu miniseries, 112263, based on the He's... Stephen King novel, which you read and I haven't read. Yes, the novel was... Uh... That came out years ago, though, many, many years ago. Yeah, and you know, I kind of avoided. I like Stephen King's books, um, but he, for him, for me, his books are sometimes hit and miss. Like sometimes they're really great, and then sometimes they're, oh, I just didn't feel it or whatever. I, I avoided this one because I knew the premise was time travel, and you know, but I thought, ugh, another JFK conspiracy thing. Ugh, whatever, you know. I just, but. Based on your, based on the previews and based on your recommendation, I checked out the show and I really liked it. So now I need to re- read the book. The book. Um, anyway, why don't you why don't you tell people what the premise is, Russ? Let me do a quick little summary. Do a quick little recap. But the basic premise is uh, James Franco's character, uh, Jake Epping, is a um, he's an English teacher, which is not uncommon for a Stephen King book. His his protagonists are often writers and or writing teachers, etc. But anyway, he's an English teacher in a high school, and he's a writer, um, and he, he he has a friend who owns a diner, or he goes to a diner that, that he frequents, right? And he's become friendly with the owner. Um, played by the, the excellent Chris Cooper. That guy's mm-hmm. great at anything he does. And uh, the basic premise is he, he sees... Um, he realizes that Chris Cooper comes out from the back, from behind in the kitchen, and he looks like he's aged like 10 years or something. He looks horrible. He looks he looks like he's on his deathbed. And he's like, what happened to you? You look you look fine, and you come back here, you look horrible. And he's like, well, and he's basically coughing up a lung. He's coughing blood into the handkerchief, and he says, it's better if I just show you. And he shows him, he says, go in the closet, walk, keep walking, and then take as long as you need, and then come back. And it turns out in the closet is a portal through time, <laughs> so into the uh, past, into the past, and in into uh, the year nineteen sixty. Is it six nineteen sixty? Right, nineteen sixty. Yeah, I think it's it's either Halloween or close to Halloween. It's a certain day in October. Yeah, it's almost Halloween, not quite, uh, because if you remember later in the movie, he has time. He has time to get down to Kentucky from Maine, and this, this takes place in Maine, which many of Stephen King's books do as well. Um, Anyway, um, some I can't remember the name of the town, but it doesn't really matter. It's probably Lisbon. Name, it's Lisbon, Maine. Lisbon. I don't know if that's a real town or not, but uh, they do mention Castle Rock, of course, because that's that's Stephen King's fake town that he uses all the time. Anyway, um, yeah. So this is just uh, the time travel aspect of this is it's one of those things where I think I think Stephen King probably was like, look. I don't need a time machine. I don't, I don't want to mess with all that. That's not the purpose of the story, really. The purpose of the story is, you know, his kind of 
you know, the what if, what if you could go back in time and change the past, what would you do, you know? So I think he just used the most expedient way to get to the past. It's just a portal that happens to be there. We don't know yeah. why. Um, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, Disney is a kid where it doesn't really matter how they do it. It's just magic. Yeah, it just does. It just does. And I think it's a good setup because he so he comes back and he tells him because you know, when he he goes in there and it feels like this 50s but because it's like 1960 so it sort of has that look of the 50s because all the cars still are like 50s cars and you know 40s and 50s cars mostly. Uh there's a guy, you know, a milk a milk delivery guy uh that drops some milk you know, break some milk. That's important because when he goes through again, the same thing happens. So he realizes he shows up at, at the same exact moment every time he goes through there. Yeah, when he goes through the, every time he he goes into the past to 1960, right, then comes back to 2016, and then if he goes back to the past again, everything has already reset. So right. it's always Any, yeah, anything always he, 1960. Right, anything he changed. We'll go back to the way it was before he went in the last time. Yeah. Which is somewhat convenient because what if you screw something up and you know and you go, Oh, that messed up that messed things up, so let me go back. Yeah, see so, well see in the in the book that's where they they, they uh diverged a bit because oh, okay. in, in the book, um, he goes back and forth a handful of times. Right. Like he'll he um in the in the movie and in the, in the book he, he his janitor friend who he's trying to help. Right, because he teaches a a night classes for adults, right? And then yeah, and the janitor at the school is one of the students. Yeah, the janitor has a it's it's a horrific story where his his father, um, who was like a big bully and a drunk, came after the family and killed the entire family, killed his mother and his brother and sister with a sledgehammer, and then you know messed him up so bad that he's you know he's he's barely functional, but you know right. he, he can right. function. But so in the in the book, after his friend who owns the diner gets him to go back. Oh, actually, the premise of the book is to go back and stop the Kennedy assassination. Right. That's we should. I should have said that. At the beginning. <laughs> I'm sorry. That. I mean, pe- so, people who know the. Whole, I mean, that's the that's the date of the 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 title is the date, right? The yeah. day Kennedy was assassinated. So, yeah, because that's what the guy who owns the diner. He that was his whole purpose of going back was to. Stop Kennedy from being assassinated. So, yeah. Okay. So, so when he finally convinces uh, Jake to go back, he goes back and he figures I'll try something, you know, that I can do and see the results of. So right. in the book, he goes back and he he does a whole bunch of things to try and stop the kid. I think his name is Harry. Um, um, the, the old the janitor when he was a kid from getting hurt or stop the father or stop the yeah, mother. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what guy's name. Cause, uh, and, you know, he keeps coming back and forth because, as they say in the book and in the movie, time wants to stay um, on track. Like, it doesn't want anything to change. The past will try to stop you from changing it. You right. can change it, but it will try to stop it's you. It's going to so. be tough. It's going The past or some sort of force is going to put things in your way. Yeah. Um, like your car won't start, or you're or gonna, you're gonna you feel know. sick, or your your alarm won't go off, so you sleep right. past the date. So whatever, but yeah, in, in the book, he does it a few times. He goes back and he tries to help other people to to test the theory to who, see who is he, um, Jake or Jake, the yeah. okay. He goes back to uh, to see what he can do. By the way, the the character, the janitor Harry, who is a key figure in the show in the in the this miniseries. Um, is played by a Leon Ripley, Rippy, 
um, who people... What do you think people would remember most from Darkman? <laughs> the, 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 right? The bad guy in Darkman? Hey, no, he wasn't the bad guy in Darkman, was he? Uh, I, I think he think was. So. Let me look it up. Um, wasn't he the bad guy in Darkman? And then... Um, he was in X-Files, wasn't he? He was, he was uh, the, the mentally handicapped guy in St. Elsewhere. No, don't remember him from there. Not saying elsewhere, but L.A. Law. But let me just check. I'm gonna look in, and see if he was in Dark Man, because I could be confusing him with someone else. And I probably yeah, I don't think he was in Dark Man. I probably am. Who was the bad guy in Dark Man then? Uh, I know his face. I don't know his name, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. So this guy was in Maximum Overdrive. He was in that, that's another Stephen King movie. <laughs> Uh, Pretty sure he's in X-Files. Dark Man was 1990, 1989 or 90, let's see. He was in, he was in, I'm just looking at stuff that people might know. He was in Stargate. He was in um, The 13th Floor. That was a good movie. He was in... um, Patriot, The Fugitive. uh, Grace. Eight-Legged Freaks. Grace. That that movie with, or the TV show with... uh, I think it's Helen, not Helen Hunt. Um, Holly. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Uh, I don't. Oh, Saving Grace. Yeah. Saving Grace. Yes. His character named Earl. Uh, he was the, also. He was also in Under the Dome, which I didn't finish. That's another Stephen King thing. I I enjoyed the book, but the 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 TV show I couldn't. I it lost me. But that's a whole other story. Uh, anyway. Um. So yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry. I just that was a. That was a, a tangent. Tangent that went nowhere, and I apologize. It wouldn't so. be Marty without a tangent. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I thought for sure it's—he's one of those characters. He's a character actor, so he's in a million things. You recognize him. Um, yeah, he was in an episode of Star Trek, a couple episodes actually. Um, but for some reason, I yeah, I—I I even doubted myself when I said that. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, go ahead. Um, so yeah, so so Jake goes back in time after prompting from his his friend so in the in the tv show though he just says there's a tree over there go carve something in that tree in the past and then come back and we'll look at it yeah and then of course when he comes back the tree is much bigger and what he carved in there was was yeah was there which so he knows that that what he does to the past you know will affect the past and will actually will affect his present so the guy basically wants him to go back as and stop the Kennedy assassination, but he has to wait, you know, three years. But those three years, he can spend following Oswald. Um, you know, to see where he goes, see what he does, make sure that he is the shooter, because his right. friend, what's, what's his friend's name? Um, Who's friends? Oswald. The, the guy who owns the diner. Oh, it's um. Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. Um. It is uh, Al Templeton. Al Templeton. So yes, Al convinces him to go because that's what he's been trying to do. He he wholeheartedly believes that if Kennedy wasn't assassinated, the world would be a much much better place. Yeah, and that so that was his goal. Like it was like that was his reason. But we yeah. I think we forgot to mention something. And of course, hopefully people have seen it so they know. But I thought it's interesting that you could spend as much time as you want in the past. Uh, but it only only two two minutes passes here. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's sort of like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. When you go in the wardrobe, you know it doesn't matter how long you're in there. When you come back, no time has passed. Yeah. Or, or only two minutes, so it's basically no time. 
Yeah. Um. So that's how he came back with cancer. Al, the, the diner. Yeah, because he he went, which was, I mean, in the in the book, he, um, he went through, and then I think the next day Jake went and found it. But in the in the movie, in the TV show, he went through, which was kind of weird to me, in the middle of the day, and then comes yeah. back three years later with cancer and looking like crap. So I'm like. Why wouldn't you? Why would you do that in the middle of the day? Why wouldn't you do that at night when you know that when you come back, there's going to be no diners in? Yeah, I don't know. I think he. I think he. I think was they con- just. They, I think they did it just for the shock effect of him walking into the back looking like a you know a fit man. Yeah, it was a way to 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 show to to for Jake to find out quickly and to quickly get into Jake's time travel instead of you know it was I think it was just a way to expediency's sake you know to yeah, get to where they need to right go in. and. They sort of made sense in the show because when he goes in there, there's nobody in the diner except for Jake and his his wife who are get who's who are getting divorced. They're signing the divorce papers. At whoops, sorry, I hit the microphone at that moment, and so he kind of looks at them like I got the impression later that he was looking at them like, okay, I probably got a couple minutes. I'm gonna go try this again. <laughs> Which yeah, it seems weird because why wouldn't you? It seems like it'd be a safer bet to do it at night. When the diner's closed, yeah. but and and he does have to, he did have to bring a few things with him to prepare. Like he had a book of, you know, where Oswald was and right because he'd been taking notes. He'd done research. Yeah, he'd been doing it for a long time. Which is what you were getting at earlier, I guess. Um, yeah. So, what do you think about the fact that that Jake sort of takes this on as? His mission as well, at least in the beginning. You know, when he goes back, well, he, well, like he's like, oh, you can travel back in time. Well, you know, he's, ha- oh, I get. Well, they sort of show it in flashbacks. Like they had, they apparently had much more conversation about this than we see at first. Remember, well, because yeah, yeah. I mean, they they showed a, a bunch of nights, I guess, over it. Um, Al's house when Al would tell him. About Oswald and and showing him all his research and everything. Yeah. yeah, and so I guess I guess over that I guess it makes sense that over that um, period of time, over however many days they got together, Al was able to convince Jake James Franco's character to uh, that this was a mission worth taking because he was because he felt yeah because Al felt like uh, the assassination of JFK is what. Um, you you could have you could have changed so many things, saved so many lives, if he had lived, because you could, you could have uh, you could have averted the escalation of the the Vietnam Vietnam War, mm-hmm. uh, which many people um, will tell you that uh, jo- um, uh, President Johnson, who took Kennedy's place, uh, escalated it, where it, where uh, apparently. Um, all indicators were that JFK was going to de-escalate and bring our troops out of this so-called police action. But then, what else did he? What else did he uh, allude to? There were some other things too, like he just felt like that would put the country on a better course. Yeah, and I think that's. I think a lot of people feel that way. That if Kennedy right. wasn't assassinated, you know, there wouldn't have been any, any. Uh, I think the Bay of Pigs. Any any of that stuff that. Um, happened. You would have had. Um, well, Kennedy was involved in the Bay of Pigs, but, but. Um, 
Oh wait, refresh my memory. I think there was there was some because there's the Bay of Pigs. Maybe that was after Kennedy. Well, I'm trying to think of the Cuban Missile Crisis was Kennedy. Yeah, and then I haven't read the book in in a while, so yeah. But anyway, yeah, you should know your American history, Michael. I should, I should, and it's it's Um, it's a failure of mine in the American educational system that I don't know. Yeah, the the the. Uh, so the Bay of Pigs invasion was uh, 1959. So, um, but anyway, I know why you're saying that because what you're alluding to is what have we find out later in the book. After, uh, I mean, obviously people hopefully have seen this anyway, so it's not like they're already getting spoilers. So, spo- I mean, we're <laughs> gonna jump to the alert. to the end in a way. I mean, um, they they allude they they sort of implied that when Kennedy dying. The Cold War turned out to be a real war, and instead of just a Cold War, we actually went to war, apparently nuclear war with with uh, Russia through Cuba or something. That's the impression I got, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's um, like you said, a spoiler alert. Um, going, following the the track of of Jake, what he does is he goes back and he he follows Oswald and gets to the point where he actually does save Kennedy. Right, he was. I thought it was interesting, though, that it he, <laughs> um, because the reason he didn't didn't just go back and kill Oswald was because there is the question of was he acting alone, was he the only shooter, mm-hmm. and if he wasn't acting alone, who you know who was his handler, who was who put him up to it, or was he a patsy? All of these things, right? Was he? Yeah. Was he? You know, so he didn't want to just kill an innocent man, or he didn't want to kill someone who was. Um, framed or whatever. He just wanted to be sure, and he did because he also didn't want to do something, kill an innocent guy, and not accomplish saving Kennedy, right? So, yeah. and and um, as a as a side note, another tangent. I don't know if you noticed it, but at the very end when they're running up the stairs in the book depository, to yeah. Stop him, <laughs> Speaking of Patsy, see, did you see red rum on the wall? Oh no, I didn't see that. They're running I, up the stairs oh, and they I didn't pass see that. A, a thing. It's you know from The Shining, red rum. Written I on did the wall. see on the wall written your uh, the Patsy. Did you see that? I did see that. That was. I, think, I don't remember the red rum. I missed it somehow. Yeah, I mean it was it was a very quick flash. It was just like when they they turned a corner and they went up, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, and I had to rewind it, and it, yeah, it was red rum. So maybe Tommy, the little boy that lives inside that kid's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know the demon from the shining yeah. has something to do with this red but, rum, but anyway yeah so rum. so he goes up and he he they stop oswald and kennedy is saved and right. uh jake eventually gets back to 2016 and it turns out that it's just a a wasteland so right right look like yeah yeah, it looked everybody... like there had been a, some kind of war. I don't. Did they yeah. actually say atomic bombs? They didn't say it, but I, I think I, actually I think Harry might have said then the bombs started dropping. Right, he did say that. He did say bomb. So I wasn't sure if it was. And, and the way it looked, it did look like what I would assume a you know the aftermath of a nuclear war would look. Right. So it turns out that saving Kennedy actually made the world a worse place. Right, and then <laughs> because. It started what you know they even referred to in the movie the butterfly effect that had, and it had un- unforeseen consequences. You know, and yeah. when you thought that because he did, uh, wait, remind me again. I and I just finished the I just finished the series yesterday, so I should remember this. 
I'm trying to remember how it was that or why they went to war because I know that Kennedy had two terms in the alternate reality. Yeah, I don't think they explained it like in detail. It was just he said Kennedy didn't get assassinated. And... Who was it that won? Was it Goldwater that won after him or was it someone else? I can't remember. Oh, might have yeah, been... some somebody else did did win and they, you know, it, it all went to hell after that. Yeah, I think uh, okay, so was that the same in the book by the way? Yes. Yes, he gets he assassinates Kennedy or he doesn't assassinate Kennedy. He stops the assassination and then he returns to the the present and it's it's just terrible. You know, yeah. it's not a place you want to be. Well, here and here's what I, I want to talk about because this sort of deals with the time travel stuff and the the changing the past. I thought it was interesting, um, and you tell me what you thought when when he goes back and he early on he's like, oh fuck this, I'm not going to be able to do this. You know, basically he decides he goes to Dallas because he gets to Dallas from from Maine, and he gets there. He gets his ass kicked because he, or does he? No, he gets his ass kicked in Maine because he he has all these bets, you know, that are uh, written down so he can gamble and make some money to get started, right? Yeah. And then he he of course he bets too much on one. The first bet he makes is a big bet. <laughs> yes, huge. And he wins like thirty five hundred dollars, which of course in nineteen sixty is a lot more than it is now. And then of course the guys give it to him, but of course they you know then they they don't you know they're not going to let somebody win that much money take that much money from them so they beat his ass and then he escapes and realizes I'm not gonna I don't know why he was gonna stay in Maine to begin with that makes no sense why would you stay the night so close to the people you're afraid of that was stupid he kept, he should have kept driving but that's oh well anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so he so he goes gets to 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 Dallas. What was it? What was it that made him decide? Oh, fuck this! I'm not going to do this Kennedy thing. Well, it was a. It was hard because then he had you know he had to wait three years. He was going to have to wait three years. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know it's it's pain in the ass. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't know what's going to happen, and then he he would have to. He was thinking he was going to have to kill Oswald because Al kept telling him you have to kill him and get him get him out of the way to make sure that he, he doesn't do any of this. Yeah. And I don't so think at that he point want he, to was, kill anybody. he wasn't really ready to kill someone. Yeah. And I, in, in the, and like I said, I read the book a long time ago and I'm pretty sure, but in the, in the book, he didn't have a helper in, in the movie, in the TV show, he comes across, um, a guy named Bill. Well, yeah, but let's talk about how he get that because met Bill because he decides, well, I'm going to go back to Maine. But in the meantime, it's not quite Halloween. And Harry, the the um, the, the janitor at his school, uh, had written a story about his dad killing his whole family on Halloween night. Yeah. And so he decides, you know what, I'm going to take a detour. At least I'm going to do something to make some sort of change. And maybe I'm not going to stop Kennedy from being killed, but I'm going to make, I'm going to stop a murder. And he, so he goes off to Ken, to Kentucky. Um, to some small town in Kentucky, and uh, he does save. But then it turns out, what was that guy's name? You said Bob. Um, well, so apparently his his um, Bill Bill uh, Harry the janitor's dad also had killed this kid's sister, his ex wife. His yeah, this other wife. guy's sister. So which... he's like, you know, 
Um, but in the in the in the process of protecting Bill, I mean um, Harry. Harry's family and killing Bill, no, not Bill, killing what I can't remember his dad's name. Uh, dad. Yeah, the dad, the evil dad, uh, who was played by what's his name, um, Josh something or other. Josh Groban. No, not Josh Groban. Um, do you remember Josh who was it? Josh? Is it Josh Dumal? It's either Josh Dumal or Josh Dumal. No, it's not Timothy Oliphant. So then it's the other guys, Josh Dumal. It's Josh Dumal. Well, yeah, what, what you said. So, um, anyways, what was it? Oh, so, <laughs> so that's how he gets the sidekick because because this kid somehow followed him when he when he told you know because the kid somehow was like, oh, you're gonna you know deal with. You're dealing, you know, you want to confront, what's his name, um, Frank, and Frank killed my sister, and he got away with it, and so, um, when he goes in there, he saves him, he saves the family, he's choking him, I thought, I thought it was, I thought, I felt like there's, I, I would, wanted to ask you this, how, how did Bob, the kid, I say he's a kid, but he's right. probably like 18 who's, or 20. Who's Bob? Bill. Bill, whatever his name is, Bill. Which, who are you talking about? Bill, Billy Bob, whatever. <laughs> his helper, Bill. Bill, his helper. Yeah. How okay. did how did how did he have time to look through all of that research? Because he saw him in the house when he was killing the bad guy, Frank. He's choking him to death because Frank was Frank was worked used to work at a slaughterhouse killing cows with a big sledgehammer. So he that's how he was going to kill his family. He had already broken his wife's arm, her bone sticking out of her arm, and and um, and Jake James Franco is you know saving the family. He's choking him, and then Bill the kid right the the mm-hmm. uh, his his new psychic. Are you sure it's Bill? Pretty sure. Um. Well, he, he, what happens is Jake goes in, he kills the father, he saves the family. Well, yeah, but he's, as he's choking him, the kid is on the stairs, the, 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 the brother of Frank's, you know, previous wife that he killed, and he sees him kill, choking, choking him to death, and then he leaves, he runs out. It seems like just a couple minutes later, um, well, he takes. I, from what I understand, he uh, and I, like I said, I saw it a, a while ago. He he goes into Jake's car, right? And Jake he gets, has all the information. He just and he just flips through it, and he just finds a, a newspaper article that says whatever. Oh, that's so, so. he. Oh, but anyway, Jake ends up telling him, "Hey, I'm from the future," which was kind of silly. Um, and well, the, the, the news takes... the news article though the newspaper says from 1963, and yeah. and at this point um, Kennedy isn't even elected yet. You know he's he's so he's still he's still you know um, running for president. So the kid's like, wait a minute, what do you mean President Kennedy? Yeah. So um, I don't know. It was just weird. But like in the book, he doesn't have a helper. He does it all by himself. That's interesting. Like, well, see, that's another he needed, interesting. He needed the helper in the in the. In the in TV the show, show to... because you needed some way to go back and forth between the, the two Dallas places. Okay, so... Uh, 
the question then is what's your question at what point did you realize that this was a love story what point did, well I read the book so I knew it was a love story <laughs> Uh, well, okay, say when you read the book, when did you realize it was a love story? As soon as he met the girl. As soon okay, as he meets so, that yeah. teacher, uh, you know that... He meets her in Daly Plaza in 1960. Yeah, that didn't... I don't. It, as far as I remember, that didn't happen in the book. He never met her before. He meets her the first time when he goes to get the teaching job in right. uh, Julian or Jolie. Well, yeah, in the show, in the show, he actually sees her in a convertible in... In Maine, in yeah, in, in uh, 1960, in 1960, when he comes out of the portal, she's with her cousins riding by. She's just visiting the town, and and um, and then he meets her later on. He runs into her. He bumps into park. He meets her in the park, but at this time in the park, he doesn't really realize that's the same girl. I don't think. No. Um, he just sees an attractive girl on the park bench, and he, and 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 uh, she she um, he talks to her. She talks to him. I forget it, who started. She oh I know what it is because he bumps in some <laughs> some some little girls um these Catholic schoolgirls with the nun like at a on a field trip or something you know they he backs into them or they bump into him and he drops all his papers and stuff so that starts them talking about it because she's like yeah you gotta watch out for those girls they they're dangerous or whatever um that was their little meet cute as they call uh -huh. it you know and then, uh, and then months and months later he meets her. Or maybe probably even six months to a year later, he meets her down in the town where he's staying in Dallas. Where he gets it, yeah, because he's a job as a teacher first as a substitute. So the, but in the book, did you realize you said the first time they just met? What happened in the book? He met, he met her in, in at the school, and he's like, "Yeah, oh, I'm in love." Yeah, I mean, yeah. what, what was I, it? Then? I think he actually wrote in the book he hears angels singing. Oh, literally. So when I'm no. like, <laughs> no. oh, he's smart ass. No. But you just, you just, I mean, you know, once, once the guy, the main guy meets a girl and starts hanging out with her, you know, it's well, going to be a love story. I, I know, and it's but... also, that is also, you could say, that is also part of the past trying to keep him from his job because it's trying to occupy him with something else to keep him distracted from what Oh, I didn't think do. about that. And that's, that's maybe yeah. that, that, that even makes that's more why sense. why everything happens. That's, that's why that stuff happens with her. And her her ex husband, and everything that happened between them is a douchebag, uh, and and he's a beater, and and he's impotent, and he takes it out on her, and and uh, but he's not he doesn't want to give her a divorce, so that adds to the drama. So okay, so that make kind of makes sense. The past or the forces that are controlling the past somehow um, they put they put her in his his way because he has. He gets there, in, as we said, in 1960, and he has to wait till 1963. So he has roughly three years to wait, and right. past continually pushes back on him to not do what he's supposed to do. And he's this whole time he's watching Oswald and the family. Now, in the, in the movie and in the book, did they have the guy with the yellow card on his hat that says, you don't belong here? He had a, a much crazier part. Like a much bigger and crazier part. Like in the in the movie, he just showed up now and then. Right. So in the um, book, he showed up the, all the time. Well, in the what? book, in the book, as soon as he would plop through into 1960, this guy would be all over him, 
Like, well, he's there know. in the movie in the show too. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, he's just he just kind of shows up there, and he's like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here." But in the book, he was like crazy, crazy. He and keeps following him, Al, following him. Yeah, like Al, I think says you have to. I think he had to give him something. Like he had to give him. I want to say a quarter, but I think it was something different. Like you have to pay him off mm. to leave you alone. In the show, it was just like, just don't worry about that guy. Yeah, in the show, Al it was like, don't worry about him. And he was he was much more of the supernatural type. Like he would just appear and disappear and could show him visions. And it, it made me think in the in the show that that he was some sort of agent of the past or or some sort of agent of time or you know he I was, got the I got the, the impression the he book, was. In the book, I believe, and I, like I said, I haven't read it, but in the book, I seem to remember he was. He was like, they were... He was like a time keep, patrol or something. Yeah, like time trying to keep the past on track. And he's like, every time you guys come back here, you screw it up. You you mess it up, and then it messes with um, the people that are here. So. At right. one point, the guy with the yellow card in his hat was perfectly normal. He was like Jake, but every time somebody came back, every time Al went back, because Al went back continually to get cheap meat for his hamburgers oh. <laughs> in the diner. So every That's time funny. he went back, he messed something up and changed it. So the guy in the yellow hat just kept getting crazier and crazier. And so he was he was meant to stop these incursions. So the guy in the hat was sort of just like a, he's like an innocent bystander in a way. And in, in the book, because he's in just like, ah, it's, you're, you're messing with everything. <laughs> Every time you show up, something is messed up. I'm going crazy. But in the, in the movie, in the show, he's like, uh, he is also a time traveler. You don't understand. They don't really explain why. Um, but he kept coming back to try and save his daughter. Right, and that that was kind of a cool way that he went crazy. Not cool, but it was interesting the way they did it. Because he went crazy because no matter what he did, he couldn't save his daughter. She kept drowning, and he had to relive that tragedy over and over again. Yeah. But he he got he was like to the point where no matter he's like he couldn't stop. Even though he knew he probably couldn't save her again, he was going to try again. It was yeah. even though he was in a vicious loop. He even said that in the show. You're gonna yeah, get caught in a loop. You're gonna get caught in a loop. He tried. He tried every scenario, and he still couldn't save her. But he kept. He kept doing it, which drove him crazy. Now, I think there's some similarities to this in in the butterfly effect, um, and they even mentioned the butterfly effect. I, I would guess that Stephen King has probably never even seen the butterfly effect. Uh, I, I don't. He has seen it. Well, he may be, but I. I don't know. I. I, I don't. If he has. I, well, I just think there's some similarities in the sense that the love story and then what he does in, in the show anyway, when he decides, okay, he goes back to after he saves Kennedy and, and the world gets fucked up and everybody's, you know, the it's, you know the, the world is a waste, nuclear wasteland or whatever. He goes back and resets it and he says, well, fuck it. At least I'm going to go and get my girl because I'm in love, you know. He sees her and he chases her down and then... Um, then that crazy guy talks to him again and says, you, you're just going to keep doing this over and over again. You're never, you're never going to whatever, be with her. You're just going to whatever. And then he decides to be self selfless and, or unselfish, however you want to say it and decides, you know what? I'm not going to mess with her life because, which was, which I thought was kind of dumb because he didn't have to go back and save Kennedy. And they did besides the few minor things that happened to them, they had a good life. Yeah. I, well, I don't know about dumb, but 
Maybe in the sense... I think he was trying to avoid what happened to that guy. Like, like you know, getting in this caught up in this never-ending cycle that's not going to fix. But yeah, if you think about it, he probably could have gone back, changed the time where got her away from her abusive husband again, and they could have lived happily ever after. The only thing is he would probably have to stay back there unless he wanted to bring her to the future. Well, of course he would have to stay back there. And, and one thing we should probably but mention is that... why is that of course? Is why? that, well, is that she, she dies. In the, in the past, as they save Kennedy, she gets shot. Oh, right. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, because uh, Oswald shoots her, you know, when he goes in, they're in there, and they have like a shootout, and he, you know, yeah, yeah he shoots her, and she dies, and then, and then Jake kills Oswald. And then, and then she's dead too. And he's like, and she's oh. dead. That's why. That's one reason he wants to go back because he's. That's like, why he. Yeah. Then he goes. He goes to the the his you know present the future twenty sixteen sees the world sucks and then goes back and says, look, I'm just going to go back and live with her. Right, but which I think would have been perfectly fine. I mean, well, here's the question though. When you go back and the past is always fighting against you, to, to, if you're going to change major things, like what if they were to have a kid? Wouldn't that couldn't that taint change the future in a major way? I don't think one average kid would change the future Maybe in any major average. way. Maybe he's not average. I mean, you'd have to see. Uh, you would have to see how it's it the turns butterfly out. effect. Remember the butterfly effect. Yeah, but a the little, butterfly one effect, kid. Think... He could. What if he? What if one kid who wasn't there before um, is a bully to another kid, and then that other kid becomes a serial killer? And then he ends up killing somebody important, you know? <laughs> so. Well, I mean, there is that possibility, but I think, you know, like he's going back. The first, When he Jake goes back, he goes back to save Kennedy. That's a massive major event in, in world history. Right. But if he goes back and has, you know, even two or three kids with okay. uh, whatever her name was, it's, it's okay. an average life. It's an average person. Yeah, but that's what you say, but... That also belies the fact that when he went to try to kill Frank before he killed his family, the past was fighting him. He got really sick. He was deathly ill. The past didn't want him to save four, no, three lives. Two kids and a mom. Well, or, was it yes. three kid, or was it three kids and a mom? It was, but anyway. it was two kids and the mother. So what I'm saying is, how can some backwoods family be significant Oh, in the grand scheme of things, and you're you're writing it off. It's like, oh, it's just a couple. No, of I'm I'm saying that that in the grand scheme of things, in that timeline, the past just didn't want anything to change. Yeah. So but it doesn't. It's I'm not saying, like saying it's not like saying that these kids and this mother are going to be super important to the timeline. It's just saying no, he doesn't. They don't want the past to change at all. It wants to keep. So on that's the same what track. I'm. What I'm saying is, why wouldn't the past? If he wants to have kids, why wouldn't the past like make it so his sperm can't swim or something? Or, it could, you know, it very well could. Or, or maybe, maybe the past makes him an impotent and like her ex-husband. Maybe her ex-husband is a time traveler, and <laughs> and he's impotent because the past doesn't want him to make babies. And maybe then, that's true. <laughs> Who um, knows? Who knows? But anyway, I, and I, I think that you know that that was. That would be very – it would be very difficult because once he returned to the past after her, uh, her after her death, right? he was he was like all jazzed up to see her again when she was so young. 
But now she doesn't know him because it's three years earlier. She doesn't, she doesn't know, know him. him. Yeah, but it, it's like he was trying too hard. Like he didn't. Well, because you know. he ran up to her looking like a homeless man because he had fallen. Yeah. In. He was he was covered in rain and mud from from the future. Oh, he's covered in rain, and then he fell in the dirt and got dirt all over him from the dry past. And then, so he looks like a, home, <laughs> a homeless guy. She's very gracious to him, and the show is a little yeah, bit she was far very, I mean, that, she, was, that was weird. She was a little too gracious, except for the fact that maybe that's just showing her character is very nice. Um, there's a, There was something I, I did. Well, so anyway, you were saying it would be tough for him to do. He would have to somehow organically um, try to court her, try to get her to fall in love with him or, or, you know, not force, you know what I mean? He would well, try to, he would have he try to, have to, yeah, because he he's have to force her because he, a, a, he no, knows where she's I'm not be. saying he force her, but I'm saying just him hanging out with her is not going to make her fall in love with him necessarily. No, I, I understand that. But I'm, what I'm saying is he knows when he met her in, at the school. So all he's got to do is, and it would be difficult, but wait, six months, go down to Dallas, get his job as a teacher, and just wait for her to show up because that's how they met well, and started to date have to. and started to court. He just has to wait for her to show up, and then, boom, they would have fallen in love as they did the first time. But he wouldn't even have to wait six months to go to Dallas. He could go to Dallas right away and start working yeah, right away. Of course, he would just have to wait for her to show up. But it's it's like but he, the, he but the, trying to force it. Right. But what I'm saying is, even if he didn't try to force it, it would still be no guarantees. Because, you know, who knows? Uh, they can meet in a different way, and then, you know, maybe maybe he meets her on a bad day, and then she has, her first impression is, this guy's a jerk. Or maybe, you know, who knows? I think you're 100% wrong. I think you're just being too romantic um, and too, I... too, too <laughs> sentimental. No, uh, I think... Because... It's... I, okay, look. I like the love story aspect of it. I like the. I love the show. I mean, I love the story. I love the fact that he 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 didn't. He decided not to force it because he realized he was forcing, and decided not to because he didn't want to risk messing her her life. Whether he was right or wrong in that, and you think he was wrong, I think he was playing it safe, and maybe he was smart in doing that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. But well, we should also say what exactly he did. So he he goes back to 1960 after the whole big cataclysm. Then he meets her and he he realizes because she's in town. She's in up. town with her visiting her cousins. Visiting That's how cousins. he doesn't have to yeah. go to Dallas again to meet her. She's just there. And he talks to the guy with the card in his hat saying you're going to fall into this loop. And he decides, OK, I'm not going to mess up her life. So he goes back to 2016. Um. Which has now been reset. So it's yeah, the to, same 2016 that he knows of. Yes. And he lives out his life. And he's very upset and he's very sad because he lost the love of his life. And he pretty much wasted three years of his life in the past. And he, I, I forget how he did it in the, in the show. Like he just looked her up online and he saw that she was... Yeah, he I, don't looked, I think he looked her up and he was, she was getting an award for like librarian of the year that she had helped all these kids and in the did small, all these... yeah, in the small town of, in Dallas or near Dallas, yeah. which is basically so like he, the Dallas suburbs. And he goes there to visit. Yeah, he goes there and, and sees her and they have a little, um, dance. She's, she's an old lady. She's, yeah. She's like 70 years old now. And 
he dances with her and he asks her, you know, are you happy? And she says, oh, I had a great life. Yes, I'm happy, blah, blah. And that's how it ended. So she kept saying, you seem very familiar. Are you sure? I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, maybe. So anyway, he, and then he says, he maybe we back, met in a different life. In, a, in another life. So he went back to the way things were. And he was sad, but he knew that she was happy and that he didn't mess up his life. So he could he could live with it. So you, so you're saying you would prefer the story to have ended with them living happily ever after? No, I'm not saying I would have would have preferred that. I think that um, he could have gone back into 1960, waited for her to show up, and they could have had a life together. I understand why he didn't because he didn't want to mess up her life, and I think that not only that, but he didn't want to end up like crazy, like the card yellow yeah. card hat guy, because he was <laughs> and that I, guy I think... was nuts. Because he doesn't know that, like the past did push back on him, and and in the book and in the movie, her ex-husband shows up and slashes her face and causes a lot of trouble. And if he's with her, maybe that would happen. So he's saving her from a life of grief and a massive scar on her face, um, to just let her live her life as she would have. So, what do you think about the time travel stuff? Do you think in this universe, apparently, there's, like, just these portals around, and, like, this one guy, the other guy that was there happened to have stumbled in another portal? Yeah, or did I think he, that or, they, or, were, they were or, just around, and if you knew where one was, you could kind of tumble Well, into... there must have been some in that little town in Maine, because the well, guy... you don't know where the card was from, the card hat guy was from. Well, that's true. He maybe because because he sort of showed up in some sort of supernatural way, in a, you know, because it wasn't uh, necessarily well, he wasn't necessarily there. Because remember later, you know, the night before Kennedy is shot, he shows up in his car. But but it's like, you know, it's kind of like a vision in a vision. Yeah, like a dream thing. And the, the funny thing about that was it, what didn't make any sense to me is. You know, before the assassination, they, they try to pull up on the route and the cops say, you can't park here. You got to leave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they said, well, we'll just go park in an alley nearby. Yeah. And but that nearby was like 70 miles away because oh, they it wake was? up the next. Well, if you if you watch, they, that's they why wake they were driving the so day. fast, crazy to try to get back to Dallas. Yeah, but it, it's like they had to drive forever. You know, when, when you say, oh, I'm going to go park in an alley, I'd pull maybe two, three, four blocks away. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone. Well, I don't think it was place like where seven, I needed to drive. It wasn't seventy you know, miles. Three hundred miles an hour. It wasn't like seventy miles, but it was well, the weird. The weird. Exaggeration. The weird thing was, it was close enough that she was like, "Well, are we are we okay here in this alley?" Sleeping goes. Oh yeah, cops won't come by. They're they're not concerned about you know they won't walk. They don't, cops won't even notice. And in other words, they're close enough to Daly Plaza that she was concerned about the cops but far enough away that the cops wouldn't come by. So it seems to me they would have been closer than the show. The distant, yeah, the distance yeah. that they, they showed them driving right. to get back there. Because he was driving like like an insane person, like yeah. driving on the wrong side of the road, you know, and he's driving this old jalopy that has, <laughs> like, no suspension, so it's, like, going all, you know, it's, like, leaning leaning all over the place, you know, when he curves. It's, ama- it's amazing he doesn't crash it. Um, speaking of the cars, though, I, I don't know if you noticed, this is something I noticed because I'm I kind of a car guy or whatever. 
Uh, but I, I noticed that they did a really good job of making the past look like the past. Up until the point where it got to like into 62 and 63, all of the cars still happened to be like 50s cars and like um, 40s cars. Like I felt like they didn't make enough of an effort in the art, art department, you know, in the art directing or something to have like, you know, newer, at least a few newer cars, especially when you're in Dallas. Uh, near Daly Plaza, where it's a, it's a big city, you would think people would have some newer cars, and the cars still look like they were pre-1960, uh, which to me was just a little bit of an annoyance, you know, because I, uh, because there's a big change in the the style of cars in the late 50s into the early 60s. Cars went from having to being kind of the big bulbous things with the fins and everything, right? Like a think of the 57 Chevy or the big Cadillacs or whatever. Um, and then in like early sixties, they started being like kind of longer, more, more box shaped, more, um, slender looking. They weren't as tall. Does that make sense? Like, like the hoods of the cars weren't like this, this big bubble sort of thing. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I, you're like, if see something like that didn't bother me cause I didn't. I didn't pay attention to any of that. I just paid attention to the the little things about like him driving yeah. that extra distance and Well, if I showed you if I showed you some cars, just a few cars from like nineteen sixty two, you would say to me, Well, Russ, I don't remember, but I don't think I ever saw any of those cars in the show. And because but you're also you're also looking at nineteen sixty two cars. I mean like, No, no, no. I'm, I'm what I'm, yeah, but what I'm saying is Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I think I know what you're well, going. But... Like you're you're looking at that the year is 1962, so there have to be 1962 cars. Like the like anywhere when it hits 1962, most people aren't going to get a 1962 I mean, car. They're still right, going to be driving right. the cars that they've been driving for years. Right. So, well, that's why I said a lot of 57s and. But 58s. what I was saying, though, you would expect at least when they're in Dallas, a big city with people with money who are going to buy the newest, the latest, and the greatest, you would see at least some cars that were from like 1961, 62, or whatever, instead of only cars from 1960 and before. Um, well, you should write a letter to to uh, Hulu and say, I didn't appreciate <laughs> you not seeing any 62 cars at the end of that. Thank you. Sincerely, Russ Wooten. Well, uh, even from 19... Like, they were in 1963 when Kennedy was shot. 1960... You know, I didn't see any cars in 1962 that looked like 60s cars. <laughs> when they were in 1961, I didn't see any different cars. It's like... It, it just seems like a, um, uh, they dropped the ball, you know, um, vi visually. Like, you know, you because know, I'm... Um, well, maybe the cars were, were from farther in the past. Did you ever think of that? They, well, yeah, they were farther in the past. I, that's what I'm saying they, is they would. They they, came, no, they they came. They they were from a one of the time portals. They were all, all the from people who had who had taken cars back through the time portals. That makes that they, no sense. They that's, were from the 57s and 58s. That's, and that's stuff. just ridiculous. <laughs> but if I if I showed you pictures and, and showed you the show, I would totally make my case, and you would. But then you would say you still wouldn't care because you're like whatever. No, I wouldn't wouldn't care at all. Um. Oh, I will say I think one of her cars is from 1960. I think I just pulled it up because I remember her car. I liked her car. I'm like, wait, what kind of car is that? That that 
That is kind of a funky looking car. Her the fins of the car didn't go all the way to the back of the car. I don't know if you remember that. Um, but I just I think I just found it. And that car is from 1960, which shows she had some money because he went back in 1960. So either she had some money or her husband had some money. Mm, her husband definitely had some money. Now, getting back to time travel. But wait, what did her husband? A... What did her hus- husband do? I don't know. He was a doctor. No, he was in. A, he was a salesman. Salesman. Chemical? That's right. That's right. He was a salesman. Something? Yeah. But he was anyway, some sort of salesman. There's a, he sold, there's a question he sold cleaning, that I, cleaning supplies. Cleaning. I supplies. want to ask you about time. Time. But time. Time. Yes, the, but what? The real. The real question is. It ties into the question that I posed to you and Ruth Ann. Oh, for the time quandary. For yes, oh, so but we... it should should we should we not answer it until Ruth is here? You could ask it, and then that will be like a prelude or a premonition or a for foreshadowing, whatever you want to call it. I can't think right <laughs> now. Uh, a preview of of the next podcast because that will be our next podcast. Um, yes. Yeah. So so um, the question. My question is. In right, does does time or the past or the universe or whatever you want to call it, does it really care if we change the past? Why would oh, it matter well, at all to to whatever scope of the universe or whatever you want to say? Why would it matter if we change the past? Well. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say anything. So, 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 so what is to think about? So, is that the time quandary? It's it's not. I guess it's not really a time quandary. It's more of just, I guess, a belief or a, a thought, whatever you want to call it, in your head. Because, like in this, the time, you know, as soon as something happens, you know, that's the past and it's set. And now, if he goes back to change it, like the Kennedy assassination, time does its best to stop him from altering the course that it's on. Why is that? What what does it matter to right. the past or whatever if an event changes? Well, in the movie, I mean, the show, it's like the, they talk about the past as if, as if it's an entity. You know? Yeah. So... Um... And it, I guess you could say that it knows what's best and it knew that if Kennedy wasn't assassinated that it would cause a giant nuclear war and kill more people so it could be doing something good right but I think in general why really why would it matter if if he's has the ability to actually go back in time and change it then why would it fight so hard to keep it as it is because you would think that if it doesn't want it to be changed, it wouldn't have created those portals. Well, how, you're assuming time or the past created the hurdle. How do you? you well, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that that somehow those portals got there. Yeah, but they could have just happened by some chance of the universe, you know. But if the uh, universe is what's trying to keep the past, no, the past. it's not the universe. It's the, in the show, it says the past is trying to keep it the way. So the past, well, I, the past I is not the universe. The past. I would it's consider part, the past no, the universe. No, you are part of the universe. I am a part of the universe. We are not the universe ourselves. Time is part of the universe. It's part of it. It's the fourth dimension. 
Well, yeah, so dun, that dun, would mean dun. the past is part of the universe. Yeah, part of the universe. But you said the universe. The universe. It's like it's like saying. Excuse me. Excuse me for my vernacular. It's like saying the part of the universe. It's like saying America created, um, like what? What? Like I'm trying to think of of, of something. I don't know. America created rock and roll. No, only 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 a few people created rock and roll. Not all of America. Come on, now you're just now you're just being silly. You know exactly what I'm. Well, you're saying you, it's like saying, um, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm 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 too sick to really come up with any good <laughs> any good you retort. Can't come up with a good example. Um. Well, but that'll be something you have to to ponder for our next podcast. Yeah, you'll have to you have to email me and Ruthann again to um or I should say email Ruthann and me and then give put it into like the time quandary format. Well, it's not really a time I mean that's Well, you have to give really it you have to quandary. come up I know, that's what I'm saying. You have to come up with a time quandary based on No, that. see, I just like the question. I think I think that that's that's a a valid question. But the problem with that question again is the fact that you you know it's like you you said well why did the past create the portals and I'm saying well we never I'm not saying that the, I'm past. saying if it's okay for instance for instance if um just say just say the Earth was a completely intellectual alive entity okay and it didn't want to be blown up by a nuclear bomb, it would not create the elements to use. But the earth didn't, the, the universe bomb. did. The earth didn't, the earth didn't create it. The universe did. The earth is part of the universe. See, okay, there you well, go. Then if the, no, it's, no, see, look, if the, if, if I don't want spiders in my house, if I don't want ants in my house, I'll put ant traps down. So the ants yeah. will get killed. But you're assuming the universe that created it is, is somehow, thinking about it when maybe it didn't maybe it just happened all by chance just like you know but it's, I, what I'm saying is this show said or the book said that the past was trying to prevent something from happening to change it I'm saying yes. that that's just their that is just their interpretation of it perhaps it's not the past that's doing it all perhaps there's some future guys who are looking back into the past and sending back like you know forces to stop it but it has they're not the past it's not the past itself it's like the time cops get it so really is Jean-Claude Van Damme is the one that's that's trying <laughs> no, to stop it because there wasn't him. there wasn't any any time cops that you didn't, stop well it. you didn't well, see him this is like an and this is like an alternate universe Jean-Claude so what you're saying that the time, the time cops, cops slipped him a you know a drink that made him have Horrible stomach pains and diarrhea. No, no, they just came up with a... Well, they might have, but they just came up with ways to do stuff uh, without actually showing up because... Okay, but if... Because even, you even, remember... Even if, you're, even if you're right, which I know you're not, but even if you are, they did it in an extremely lame way. Why didn't they just kill him? If they can come because up with... Because if they kill him, then that cha- if they kill him, that changes his future. No, yeah, but... Yeah, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, but nothing. 
Yeah, but nothing because these people are from the future future, not just like they're not from like 2016. They're from the far future. They can okay, see so all these other things. They're so from they're the like, far future. I got you. They got can't. You. They don't want to kill Jake because yeah, maybe okay. I'll, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe in that one instance you're correct, but then there is a million other ways that they could get him not to go back to the past. He well, could, they, why don't they thought in his head to not believe Al, to not go into the past. They could have made Al die in the past. They tried. So they gave him cancer. Talk to Jake. They tried. They gave him cancer. Well, they, they could have given and, him and, worse and, cancer. Well, you know, it's like, well, why didn't they just close the portal? Well, maybe they couldn't close the portal. Maybe they're, Maybe the portal is an effect of, the, of of a black hole that you can't control. Why didn't they just Why didn't they just send somebody to buy the diner or to blow up the diner or to to just ruin that? Well, section? the portal not, would still be there. The portal would still be there, but you know you're not just gonna kind of walk through it. But if even if they sent somebody back to buy the diner who wouldn't use the portal, they could have done that. There's a, a million other ways they could have gone about it than to say, oh. Oh, here's a way that we can stop him. Let's give him diarrhea. Yeah, that'll that'll do. That it. was just one case. They also sent cockroaches. They sent they locked him in rooms. <laughs> yeah, but remember silly silly things, silly they, little ways. The past actually tried to kill his his girlfriend. Well, yeah, many times. So they're willing to kill her. Either Why the didn't past? they kill him? Maybe see. Maybe that's a whole other reason. Is like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm totally lost now. Because um, I was going to say maybe, maybe they, maybe they were willing to, you know, maybe the past or whatever was willing to kill her because she didn't have an impact on the future, a very big impact. She did. She had, she had an impact on all those kids she helped. Yeah. See. Exactly. So they were, but they were willing to kill her to stop that, which in fact they did kill her. In well, in- you keep saying they. The show said the you're past. The, no, you're the you're the one that said they. You're the one. That no, said I the... just said maybe. I said maybe it's not the past. <laughs> they said maybe the past. The maybe it's Jean Claude Van Damme and the future time cops. Yeah, I said maybe. You know, it's like saying, you know, they they, they said, you know, uh, what's his name? Al said the past will try to stop you. Well, according to his interpretation, that's like you know, it's kind of like saying. You know, like people in the olden days saying um, the sun moves through the sky. Well, really, we, you know, the earth is rotating and we go around the sun. You know, they just didn't understand it. So they explain it the way they thought, you know. So my all, all I'm saying is maybe it wasn't the past. Maybe it's certain forces at work in the past. Maybe they're from the future or whatever. We don't know. I'm just saying that I don't think there would be any reason for the past to fight so hard to keep itself on the same track when there is the possibility of getting off of that track. Uh, Well, that goes back to what we were saying earlier and the whole butterfly effect is that you, you were so convinced that, ah, he could stay there and get married and have kids. It doesn't matter. Well, obviously the past disagrees with you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I guess, the past does. If you were Jake, you would go back. You would be the guy who gets stuck in the loop because you're like, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, just it just doesn't matter. It's not well, going to be that big know, of a I deal. I would at least try. I would look. I'm not saying that I would become the the guy with the yellow card in the hat, but I'm saying I would give it a try. I would see. I would. I would. 
try it out and see, okay, right. well, I go back and we meet and her husband comes and I can't stop him and all this other stuff happens that keep pointing me in the direction that this is not going to work. Right. I'd eventually be like, okay, but he doesn't even try. He but just, how many stuff. times would you try? I would try it at least at least five. What if what if you started going crazy by the fifth time and you didn't know and then it was too late because you were too crazy to realize that you needed to stop? But the yellow card man knew that he was doing it and he just refused to stop. He couldn't. He said he couldn't. It was like he, he was like he, it was like it was compulsive at that point. Well that's what I'm saying. You say, Well, I'm just gonna stop. It's like saying, Um, I'm just gonna do a little bit of heroin and then and then, you know, you know, a week later, you're in the gutter, you know, with a needle in your arm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up my past, Russ. <laughs> see, you see how poorly you did with heroin, Mike? You think you could date all time travel? I don't think so. It's just going to be the heroin thing all over again. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we're really talking about my heroin problem, but that's, you know. Well, that's neither here nor there. Um, that's in the past, which if I could go back, I would stop you from using. I, I appreciate you covering for me, though. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think, yeah. I mean, I th at least to me, I think that's a, it's a good question, a good observation that there doesn't seem to be any reason to me why yeah. the past would care so much. Do you feel that the miniseries was effective? It was a good adaptation? Yes, I think it is a very good adaptation because uh, in the book there were some parts that dragged quite a bit. Like when he was watching Oswald, it just went on and on, and you were like, "Okay, we get the point." Um, but in the in the TV show, they kind of skipped over that because they had Bill there to watch Oswald while he did all his stuff with the teacher. So oh, yeah, they, okay. Uh, they, they you know they jumped around a little bit. They they took out. Um, at the beginning, the parts where he went back and forth and back and forth a few times, which you didn't really need. It, it, in the book, it showed you more of um, him affecting the past and changing certain events with Harry and right. things like that. But yeah, for, for the most part, I thought it was a very good adaptation. Uh, do, so you think, did a good job. do you think I should read the book? Considering, I mean, I do like Stephen King, uh, his books uh, usually. Um, I like the story. Uh, I think you you could read the book. I mean, now of that course watched... I could. I'm not asking your permission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you've seen the miniseries, Mike, can I please read the book, please? <laughs> please. Uh, now that you've seen the miniseries, you don't really need to, but yeah. if you want to, yeah, I wonder because some book some books are like you know even if you saw the movie or whatever. You could read the book, you can get so much more out of it. But I just wonder, is this one of those books? Or is it like, eh, you know, there's not much more to it. Um, I say sure. There was, there was actually one, one time when that happened to me. I, I watched the miniseries Lonesome Dove, which... Is great, by the way. Which, yes, I know. Maybe my favorite miniseries ever. And then I went back and I tried to read the book and I was like, no, this is, this is not working at all. Well, was it just too bogged down? It was or too what? bogged down. I didn't think that they did a good job with the dialogue, even oh. though Larry McMurtry wrote wrote both the book and the and the screenplay. Um, but yeah, I thought in the book it was just not not good. So I, I gave up on the book and I just keep the 
it, yeah, that could be his style of writing, though, because I don't. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read any of his books, but like my dad has. My dad enjoys his books, and then also likes the movies. But my dad's usually uh, read the book before the movie or the you know miniseries or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so like when Lonesome Dove came out, my dad had already read that series, that book. Um, you know, so it was like, mm. um, but uh, I don't think you know. Yeah, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I, I but anyway, yes, I would. I would recommend. But I do. I do love this the miniseries. I would recommend both the book and watching the miniseries. All right. Well, that that'll wrap it up for another episode yep. of Marty. Another another successful episode of Marty. Uh, successful as a debate debatable. <laughs> it's another. <laughs> it's finished. The well, episode is we, done. Yes, we we came. We did it. So yeah. Well, we're successful in that. We finished it. If yeah. you just if you just go on a pass fail. You know, we we did that's, what we set out to do, so we passed. That's the way I like to be graded. Pass fail. Pass fail. <laughs> how was it, honey? Uh, pass. Yo, I passed. Doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get a pass. Yep. All right, man. Uh, I say we should just give the graded uh, instead of pass fail. Let's just do participation ribbons all around. <laughs> we both participate in this podcast. That is true. You can okay. you can put that in the description when you put it up. Mike and Russ both participated. Yeah, both participated. <laughs> Russ much more than Mike. <laughs> no, actually, I think it's the other way around this time. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't even know if I remember half of this tomorrow. You're gonna have to re-listen to it just to refresh your memory. <sighs> All right. So next episode, hopefully, we'll be with Ruth Ann Thompson and talking about uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Yes, well, We'll stop working so hard and we can get get right to it. I'll talk to you later, Mike. All right. Have a good one. Hope you feel better. Thank you. And later, Glenn. Eh, Bye, Glenn. (laughs) This podcast is copyright 2015. Mike Solo and Russ Wooten. Mike and Russ Time Yeah is a part of the Uplate Network at russandpat.com.